This is Golf with Jay Delsing. A two-time college All-American at UCLA. A participant in nearly 700 PGA Tour events. Seven professional wins to his credit. Over 30 years of professional golf experience. A member of the St. Louis Sports Hall of Fame. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Good morning, this is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay, and I'm sitting next to Pearlie Mae Pearlie, former All-American at UCLA, caddied over 100 PGA Tour events, successful businessman, author, yard guy, uh, grandpa, A-plus snorer in movies that he takes his grandkids to see. What did I leave out? Nothing. I didn't snore during Maverick, though. I saw that this week. It was fantastic. Oh, did you? It was awfully good? Yeah. Maverick. Is that what this one's called, or is it Top Gun? No, it's called Maverick. Maverick. It's the second coming of Top Gun. But anyway, I was riveted to my seat. It was excellent. Okay, awesome. Well, we formatted a show like Around the Golf in the first segment. We call it the On the Range segment. The On the Range segment is brought to you by the Gateway section of the PGA. Please join me in thanking. There's over 300 men and women across our area that are tirelessly working on the course, in the shop, running events, giving lessons, whatever they do, we really appreciate them to try to help our golf experience grow. We also give away a dozen TP5 golf balls. To enter, send me an email, j at jdelsingolf.com. Put the word balls in the subject, just mention it somewhere and you'll be entered into the drawing. And at the end of the show, we are going to announce another lucky winner who is not John Perlis, by the way. Just I didn't want you to wait throughout the whole show to wonder if you were getting those balls, Pearl. It didn't, your name didn't get drawn out again. I'm losing. I've lost complete hope, so don't worry about me anymore. Okay, and speaking of losing hope, we've lost hope on our social media. We're out. Anyway, but we do want to thank Bob and Kathy Donahue at Donahue Painting and Refinishing, 314-805-2132 for the inside of your home, folks, for the outside of your home. Nice human beings. They do great work. Check out their staircases if you uh, check them out online. Fantastic people. All right, so Pearl, got a great interview, our Gateway Spotlight section with Brian Main. Brian is the director of golf at Whitmore. Whitmore has been a longtime supporter of the show. As long as we've been around, Whitmore has been supporting us. We so appreciate that. But they are rocking out there. They're doing great stuff with the junior golfers. They got Bummer out there. They are really, really doing well. And they also have a Gateway Hope program, which is really, really super sweet for our veterans. I want to jump right in right now on Xander Shoffley. I mean, he's on an absolute heater, Pearl. He's, he, won, he won at the Travelers. He won the J.P. McManus Pro-Am. By the way, picked up 250,000 euro in the middle of the week in between travelers, the Scottish Open, and then just went over there and knocked off the Scottish Open as well. And, John, what did you think about the Scottish Open for the first time this year being PGA Tour co-sponsored? So you saw a really cool blend of DP Tour players and PGA Tour players. Do you really have enough... I don't know, energy, um, gumption, uh, stamina after that much travel, winning those big events, that much excitement. And then St. Andrews, you know, talk about that for a second, Jay. Uh, 
does a guy have enough to get it done this week? Well, he'll he'll never be riding a high like this, maybe ever again in his career with three consecutive wins. He's won three tournaments in two weeks, basically. Yeah. You know, with the J.P. McManus. So he's going to be on an absolute high. His confidence is going to be super high. One of the things we've got to talk a little bit about is how little game he had off the tee on Sunday. Pearl, he was whacking it everywhere. All over the place. But to his credit, the cojones that he has, he stood up there and knocked a a couple of really key putts in, started going with less than driver off the tee. He was missing fairways right and left with the driver. Probably had the dreaded two-way miss going, which we both know is a death wish on the PGA Tour. I'm a walking, talking example of how brutally hard it is to play when you can miss the ball both ways. And he still got it done. Now, going over to St. Andrews, Here's one thing. It's probably only about a 30-minute drive from the Renaissance Club. They don't pronounce it Renaissance, but that's the way it's spelled, so that's the way I'm going to go with it. Over to St. Andrews. That's going to be an action-packed week for him. A lot of press now. A lot of people are going to have expectations on him. I don't know if he's going to be able to get the uh, the proper amount of rest and prep in there, but we can talk a little bit about St. Andrews. I played my only British Open I played in 1995 at St. Andrews. And Pearl, this place in the summertime over there, I don't know if you've ever been to Scotland, but in the summertime in Scotland, it never gets dark. There are certain nights of the year where it stays light the entire time. I get my tea time at St. Andrews, and I am so excited to play. I went over and qualified at a little linksy course called Scott's Craig Links, and I went out and shot like nine under par in, for two days. And one of the cool things about the British Open qualifier for 36 holes, Pearl, two days. So you can't have that one guy that gets hot in one day and runs the tables and and sneaks in there. You got to sleep on it a little bit. So I got through in the qualifier and then I went over after I played at Scott's Craig and qualified and I played around at St. Andrews that day. I finished at like 1230 at night. I get my, my starting times and my morning time is 1230. And my afternoon time is 4.50. Pearl, I'll never forget coming up 18, and I hit, I think I drove it on the green on Friday. I hit driver, I hit driver every day and, and drove it on the green two of the four days. I remember looking up at the clock in the background at St. Andrews, and it was quarter to nine. And Pearl, wow. well, you and I could have played another 36 holes. It was crazy how uh, light it stayed. Now, the, the locals that I befriended there that week told me, conversely, Uh, They don't get to see a whole lot of sun in the winter. There were people walking their dogs on St. Andrews. There was dog poop in the fairway. It's a park where people are sitting down having a picnic. It was crazy. What was your first impression? You know, Sam Snead went over there and said, oh, look, this must be an abandoned golf course, and it turned out to be St. Andrews. What was your first impression, really? I mean, respectfully, but what was your first impression? It wasn't at all an American, it wasn't at one iota Americanized, meaning they didn't have a lot of grooming around it. They didn't manicure a lot of things. It was just, I mean, it's just out there. The other thing that stood out in my mind, I could hit a low five iron and hit it 230 yards. I do possess a, a good low ball. I, I could hit a knockdown five iron and it would roll 40 yards. The ground was so firm. So it's just, it's the tradition, it's the stories, it's all that stuff. And so how quickly were you able to go like, wow, this looks like a, a, a mediocre muni? How, how, how quickly did the, 
the moment strike you? Uh, oh, it took me about three holes, and I was like, wait a minute, man. The tradition, the Swilkern Bridge, the road hole. And, John, I've never seen golf like this before. I mean, it's, it's just like there's mounds everywhere. There's pot bunkers that were circular that are as deep as I am tall, and if you hit it in the wrong side, you literally have to play away from and that only happened to me one time, but I was pissed. I was, I was pissed. I hit it. I pulled my shot two feet on the 11th of par three, and it rolled around the edge of the top of the bunker and fell in the backside of the bunker. And I got in the bunker and hit a hundred percent the opposite direction of where the flagstick was. So it's interesting to me that in, in, through the years, there's obviously been a lot of people. Bobby Jones walked off the golf course, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And there's been many, many more besides that. I wonder what it is that, I guess it's just, it's got the history now. It's the 150 years. You know, it's part of what we've been talking about with the Live Tour, because they don't have that. They don't have any of that. And so it's so interesting. Uh, So, yeah, it's just, I I have played over there a little bit. I have not played uh, St. Andrews, and I certainly want to. uh, But I did play European Tour qualifying over there, and I, I experienced the Five irons, or I experienced the nine irons that went 190 yards. If uh, if you miss the damn green, uh, you know, you either bounce it up and play the bounce, or if you try to fly it to the pin and you uh, you pull hook it like I did a couple times, <laughs> it doesn't go 135. It goes about 210. Oh, and it never stops. It trickles and trickles, and it and 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 how about the bounces? It'll hop left and right and left and right, and there are so many irregularities. But I found it fascinating because there were so many options and pearl. In my practice round, the second day, I forget who I was playing with. I think I was playing with Olin Brown, and we got paired. We were right behind Jack Nicholas, Arnold Palmer, uh, Tom Watson, and Raymond Floyd, and it was awesome. And I went up and got a, an autograph from uh, Mr. Palmer, and I said, uh, "Hey, Mr. Palmer," and he's always super kind to me. And I said, "Would you mind signing?" You know this. And he said, no. And I said, uh, he goes, how'd you play today? I go, well, I was right behind. He goes, yeah, I thought I saw you back there. I, I, I played okay. How about you? And he looked at me with this little gleam in his eye, Pearl. And this was his last British Open that he played. And he goes, got myself a little necklace money in my pocket. <laughs> and I, I knew they were gambling. I had no idea, but it was really fun. And here's an interesting story, Pearl. The greens at, they have double greens throughout about 80% of the course. And if you add the flagstick totals of the numbers on the two flagsticks, they all add up to 18. So 18 has its own and one has it. And one kind of shares with 17, but not exactly. Then two and 16, three and 15, and so on and so on. Nine has its own, 10, uh, 10 and eight. So John, this is literally where it goes the outward half on your front nine takes you away from the clubhouse. And then, Pearl, you basically turn around and come straight back in. There's not a lot of winding. There's a couple of curves. I'm on walking down the 15th fairway, and I see this throng of people. I mean, there are 25, 30,000 people following this threesome. And I'm looking in the distance, and, I, and I'm probably 600 yards away. And I see a caddy and a player break away, and he's walking down this way, and he keeps walking this way. Pearl, it's Greg Norman... The great Arnold Palmer and Ian Baker Finch. Wow. And Finchy had hit a duck hook off of the third hole and was up almost against the boundary on the right side of my hole on 15. 
And I said to him, walking down, and there were a few expletives exchanged. I said, Finchie, what's going on, man? He goes, mate, let me just put it to you this way. Best drive of the day. Oh, boy. That's the oh, first boy. hole when he hit it out of bounds. He's such, he's, he was such a great player. He's such a wonderful guy. He's such a talented uh, broadcaster. But, man, it had to be brutal losing the game the way he lost his game. Oh, Absolutely. man, it, uh, unbelievable, unbelievable. John, we got to talk a little bit about the RNA uninviting Greg Norman to their annual past champions dinner. Now, that is not only of the winners of the Open Championship at St. Andrews. It is anyone that's won an Open Championship. So Mark Kalkovecchia, we played with him last year at the Ascension yep. Charity Classic. He's going over. This is his last Open Championship. He's exempt. And he said, I don't care what I shoot. I'm going to enjoy every minute of it. That's awesome. What do you think about it? What well, are, you- are we reading the tea leaves here, Pearl? Because... This is LIV, and they they directly said they don't want all of this LIV nonsense to distract and disrupt the 150th anniversary of the world's oldest tournament. And I get it. What's more distracting, disinviting him or just letting him come and nobody says anything? How big a news would it have been if they, he didn't get disinvited? My point is, it was far bigger news that he got disinvited, I believe, than if he, if he would have just shown up and... People say, yeah, he's there, and he answered some questions. And maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think he would blow up the situation there. He would just kind of show up and and that kind of stuff. So I think they made a bigger deal out of it personally by disinviting him. And and fair enough, right? Fair enough. It's almost like they're having this golf tour to try to – distract people from some of the practices that they they do in the Saudi Arabian nation over there, and it's kind of backfiring on them too. So what is this saying about the future of LIV players, and do you think that there's something here? That's the best point of of our whole conversation. I think it's it's a warning shot at the very least that that, – the boys might not be able to come play the, uh, you know, the, the majors. I got to believe in, in granted, granted, British Open does their own thing. U.S. Open does their own thing. Uh, and certainly uh, the Masters does their own thing. But those boys all know each other and uh, they know the importance of tradition and, you know, why they're who they are. So it seems to me that they're, they're making a heck of a statement here that uh, there could be trouble in the horizon for the LIV people. There's no doubt about that, Pearl. There's no doubt about that. We're going to have to go to the tip of the cap. Pearl, we're going to tip our cap today. And the uh, tip of the cap is, like always, brought to you by my buddies at Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood and Colin Burnt. 314-966-0303. Guys, you need any sort of vehicle, you want to reach out to me, Jay, at jdelsongolf.com. I will call Colin for you, and I'll hook you guys up. Pearl and I are driving Vehicles from Colin are fantastic. He is a great guy. We are tipping our cap to the maintenance workers, the grounds crew, all of these guys that are work. It's heavy, heavy heat season here in the Midwest, man. It is super hot. And I was out at the golf course today, and the guys were in there raking the traps, manicuring the bunkers, replacing some of the sand. And, I mean, they're just hot, long, sweaty hours. Really appreciate what they do. And it is a thankless job. No one is appreciating them like they should. And we are, we are doing that here on the show. And that's the tip of the cap. It's brought to you by Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood. 314-966-0303. Thank you, Colin. That is going to wrap up the on the range segment. Don't go anywhere. Golf with Jay Delson.
on the range is presented by the gateway section of the PGA. Find out more at PGA.com. Folks, do you need a new car, truck, or SUV? Then the Dean team of Kirkwood is the place for you to go. 314-966-0303 and go see Colin Byrne. He just got me into a new SUV and I love it. Boy, did they make the experience painless and super, super easy. Most dealers don't have any cars in their lots, but at Dean team of Kirkwood, Colin has an entire parking lot full of new and used cars. You don't want a VW? That's no problem. They have Audis, BMWs, Mercedes, anything you want. Colin and the Dean team of Kirkwood will go get it if they don't have it. Call them at 314-966-0303 or go to deanteamvwkirkwood.com. The Dean team for all your car buying needs. The Ascension Charity Classic returns September 6th through the 11th. Once again, St. Louis will host golf's greatest champions. Players like Bernard Longer, Ernie Els, Jim Furyk, John Daly, and returning champion David Toms. But no matter which legend wins this year, the real winners will be North County Charities because all proceeds from the tournament stay right here in St. Louis to benefit our communities. Tickets available now at ascensioncharityclassic.com. One thing we all often forget to add to our checklist when traveling is where do I park at the airport? Of all the things we need to think about when traveling, parking should not be one of them. AAA's partnership with the Parking Spot offers several parking facilities at the airport with free shuttles available 24 hours a day right to your gate. And the Parking Spot shuttles will take you right back to your car when you return. Their lots are well lit and fenced in, and many facilities offer premium, covered, and open-air parking. Right now, the Parking Spot is offering all AAA members a 30% off parking discount through August of this year. Visit the Parking spot.com and enter promo code park 22 to get a 30 percent discount off your reservation that's the parking spot.com promo code park 22 and remember triple a travel is there for all your travel needs this is golf with jay delsing the front nine is presented by the ascension charity classic september 5th through the 11th at Norwood Hills Country Club. For tickets, ascensioncharityclassic.com. Hey, welcome back. Golf with Jay Delsing here. Pearlie's with me. We are headed to the front nine, brought to you by the Ascension Charity Classic. Um, September 5th through 11th at Norwood Hills Country Club. Uh, best players in the world, 50 and over, will be playing. Hopefully, Pearl will be playing in that thing. We're going to have a little qualifier, Jay Williamson and I, and see what the hell happens. Gosh, I'm really excited about this Marcone uh, viewing area for our military first responders. Uh, it's it's awesome that Marcone, that Marcone is just such good citizens and they're working with Ascension. And Ascension is just, when I start thinking about what Ascension's done and how it's provided this platform, Pearl, we're going to blow, we're blowing this thing out this year and it's only getting better and better each year. Jay, did they not have a special place last year for military? I thought uh, I saw a lot of military out there. They got them in free. Complimentary tickets, but I don't think this is going to be a designated area on a couple of different spots where they can awesome. hang. And yeah, awesome. it's really cool. Awesome. And don't forget about the Advocate PGA event at Glen Echo that same week. That's brought to you by Doherty Business Solutions. More golf with Jay Delson. 
The Ascension Charity Classic returns September 6th through the 11th. Once again, St. Louis will host golf's greatest champions. But no matter who wins, the real winners will be local area charities and communities. Tickets available now at ascensioncharityclassic.com. I want to tell you about my friends and longtime supporters of this show, Marcone. Yes, they are incredible community stewards. Yes, they are the largest distributors of GE appliance parts in North America. What you don't know, they are spearheading, led by owner and St. Louis and Jim Sowers, a new service dog program with and in conjunction with David Faraday and the 24-7 Battle Buddy program. Jim and Mar- Marcone are ensuring that a minimum of two service dogs a year will get partnered with a veteran hero in need. These dogs are expertly trained, connected with their veteran master, and then magic starts to happen. These dogs are retrained to meet the specific needs of their warrior and to help them successfully navigate everyday life. You can learn more on Facebook at Troops First 24-7 Battle Buddies or reach out to me at j at jdelsinggolf.com and I will fill you in on more of this program. You're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing. This is the PGA Spotlight, a time to show when those locally make the game of golf a better place for us. Good morning. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. I'm sitting down this morning on my Gateway Spotlight segment with Brian Main. Brian's the director of golf out at Whitmore Country Club. Brian, good morning, and thanks for joining me. Good morning to you. Thanks, Jay. Since 1999, you've been hanging out at Whitmore. All of the stories and all the things I hear, things are really rocking out there. Yeah, it's it's amazing. And uh, we've seen pretty much the demographic change when I first got there. And it was already a very busy place when I first got there. The membership was a little bit more aged. In the last 20 years or so, it's really taken a swing and... A lot of young young families, a lot of kids. Uh, it's it's just a very family oriented place. It really is, and you know what's so cool to me when I go out there, and I love Bummer, the berries, Taz, and Bummer Berry. Gosh, just tremendous human beings. And now you got Ray out there doing some great stuff with junior golf. But one of the things that impressed me so much about Whitmore is that how much your members use the facilities at the pool, at the tennis courts, at the 36 hole facility. It's just fantastic. All you have to do is come out around a holiday, such as the 4th of July, Memorial Day, Labor Day. And that really gives you a true flavor of just uh, what Whitmore is all about. You have a area there that usually is our pavilion and cart area and the pool and there's over 400 people around there in one given one given time the membership is very helpful and i so appreciate the support the club has given me on the show they've been with me ever since we started and uh, i can't thank thank them enough so brian tell us a little bit about pga hope and what you've been doing for this great cause it started in 2011 i was at the pga show in orlando and that time josh riley who was our executive director and ollie wells asked if i want to come to a meeting upstairs in one of the meeting rooms and so i got up there and there were 40 individuals in that room different uh, teachers from all over the united states but also a lot of veterans, um, veterans that had different disabilities, anywhere from the shock, the trauma, to head injuries, but uh, prosthetics. They all started to tell their stories about 
how golf changed their life. Some of them were pretty much on the brink of suicide, but with the help of the PGA and PGA professionals all across the country, giving these people a chance. And, and, and these men and women have given us so much. They have given this country so much. We need to give them something back uh, because uh, we've taken so much from them, but uh, giving them the game of golf and giving them the opportunity to play is, is goal number one. But PGA Hope is very healthy in St. Louis. Um, there's four or five different programs right now, and I say that because they're popping up all over. It started it with uh, the Jefferson Barracks uh, chapter down there, but it's it's grown in Springfield, uh, Springfield, Illinois, the landings at Spirit, Lake Forest, Eldon, Arlington, growing up all over, John DePriest over at Edwardsville, uh, starting all ladies hope it's just growing all over it's just fantastic and the you know the saying freedom isn't free is so true and it we're in a the strangest society where someone like a veteran isn't regarded highly enough you know and sometimes an athlete might get a little more attention that's completely backward in the real scheme of things the one thing that happens with these PGA Hope clinics is the professionals really develop uh, personal relationships with a lot of these uh, men and women. And uh, I heard for the first time the other day, which was uh, um, pretty moving to me, uh, we hosted the Secretary's Cup right before the PGA at Bell Reeve on a Monday um, before the event. At the end, the veterans were coming by the green and we had all our kids from our PGA Junior League there asking for autographs. And, and these guys would come through the line in tears with with these kids asking for their autograph and uh one of the vets told me that uh, you know when he came back from vietnam so long ago he never got a welcome home but uh he said today was the first time i ever got such a welcome home that was four years ago but think of the impact that that had on him brian thank you so much for all you're doing Keep rocking the house out at Whitmore Country Club and and uh, doing your thing for your members. I know you got a member guest coming up. I so appreciate your time, and uh, best of luck with your family too. I know you're a girl dad like I am, and you got some girl volleyball players over there. Yes, it's it's fun to watch them, and uh, uh, one of them doesn't like golf, but the other one does. But uh, they sure both love volleyball. There's still time, right, Brand? Amen. Amen. Thanks so much, buddy. Take care. That was the PGA Spotlight on Golf with Jay Delsing. Up next, Jay dives into the mailbag to answer your questions. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I am proud to welcome the gateway section of the PGA back to my show. Whether you're pulling into your favorite driving range, public golf course, or country club, there is an excellent chance that the staff there is part of the over 300 men and women PGA professionals at over 100 facilities that make up our gateway section. I grew up watching so many of these fine men and women getting to the golf course at dawn, leaving at dusk, spending their entire day running events, giving lessons, and growing this great game. PGA Reach, Drive Chip and Putt, PGA Hope, and the fantastic PGA Junior League are a few of the examples of the programs run by these same PGA professionals. Go to gatewaypga.org to learn more or to find your next PGA professional for your next lesson, go to pga.com. The Gateway PGA, growing the game we love. 
How would you like access to 90 holes of golf? Well, that's what happens when you join at Whitmore Country Club. You get access to the Missouri Bluffs, the Links of Dardeen, and the Golf Club of Wentzville. And guess what? No cart fees included in that deal. There's no food and beverage minimums. There's no assessments. They have a 24-hour fitness center, two large pool complexes, three tennis courts. Year-round social calendar includes holiday parties, picnics, date nights, live music. They even have a kids club for your children and much, much more. There's junior golf, junior tennis, and swim teams available. This is a family-friendly atmosphere, and they have a wonderful staff. If you get out there, you got to poke your head in the golf shop and say hello to my friend Bummer. He is a terrific guy, and he will help you with your game and show you around. And don't forget, there are golf leagues, skins games, members tournaments, and couples events available all year round. Visit WhitmoreGolf.com. That's WhitmoreGolf.com. Boy, is this housing market tight right now. Are you tired of having the second best bid on your dream home? Call my friend Joe Schieser at 314-628-2015. Joe's been helping my family and I for over 30 years. He closes millions of dollars of business every year, and he will help you understand the importance of a pre-approval letter, inspections, and pricing your home or your offer just right. If you need to buy or sell your home, Joe is your guy. 314 314- 628-2015. That's 314-628-2015. We're creating a better future one swing at a time. The Ascension Charity Classic returns September 6th through the 11th and provides critical dollars for area charities. Once again, St. Louis will host golf's greatest champions. Tickets at ascensioncharityclassic.com. Shondalyn Hutchison was admitted to the emergency department at SSM Health St. Louis University Hospital for unusual swelling, cramping, and tremendous pain in her legs. Life-threatening blood clots were discovered. Immediately, Dr. Keith Piera, a vascular interventional radiologist specializing in minimally evasive procedures to treat blocked arteries, was brought in to see Ms. Hutchison. He then discovered that Shondaland suffered uterine fibroids as well, often so debilitating that it would keep her from working. Dr. Piera quickly treated Shondalyn in both areas. It was amazing and immediate recovery occurred. Shondalyn is now fully recovered and working and thriving. Thank you, Dr. Piera and SSM Health St. Louis University Hospital. SSM Health has been helping the greater St. Louis area for over 150 years. Please sign up to play in their SSM Health Foundation Open at Norwood Hills on June 13th. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. To learn more about the game of golf, latest equipment, and golfing tips, log on to jdelsinggolf.com. The Back Nine is presented by Pro-Am Golf. Hey, welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. Pearlie's with me, and we are headed to the back nine. The back nine is brought to you by my friends, the DeGrands at Pro-Am Golf. 314-647-8054, or you can visit them at ProAmGolfUSA.com. Uh, guys, pick up the phone, 314-647-8054. Call CJ. Call him right now. Get fitted. Get fitted. CJ, get fitted at Pro-Am Golf, 314-647-8054. I know I'm a broken record on this, but it is so important. 
These guys are fantastic. CJ's the best in town. It'll cost you $40. Mention my name. They'll take 20 bucks off of it and get fitted. Please, it'll help your game so much. Okay, we are going right to the mailbag section. I have been getting a lot of mail. Folks, please keep sending me your questions, concerns, anything at all that... Um, I can help you or your game with or a situation with anything at all as J J A Y at J A Y my last name Delsing D E L S I N G Golf G O L F dot com. So J at J Delsing Golf dot com. Our first question comes from Barb from six three six. J, why is St. Andrews so brown and it just looks awful? Have you ever played over there, and what's it like? And don't they ever water anything over there? Barb, that is a great question, and I am sure you've seen some amazing pictures of St. Andrews this week. Well, what happens over there, Barb, it's very un-American. We water everything over here in the United States. We want our golf courses to look green and plush and well-watered and well-manicured, and that is not the way of the Scots and the Brits. What they do, Barb, is they let the current weather conditions dictate how much the grass grows. And what I mean by that is they do mow their fairways some. Some golf courses even have goats and sheep that they go out and and have them chew on the grass. And I've seen that in person over there. I know that sounds like it's crazy, but they actually do. But what they do, Barb, is... If it's dry and the weather is like it's going to be this week where it looks like it's going to be low breezes, not a lot of rain, not a lot of storms, you're going to see a lot of brown, crusty, dried out areas. And consequently, the golf course is going to be playing super, super fast and firm. You're going to see balls roll incredible distances off the tee. You're also going to see them bobble around the greens and roll into bunkers and roll into gorsh bushes, and those are nasty creatures. I've been over there and tried hitting out of those. That is not recommended. But the reason is they do not water like we do over here. They do not appreciate something green as being something well manicured. They want their golf courses to be played more or less as they are found. And yes, I have played over there. 1995, I played in the British Open at St. Andrews. I uh, had a great time. My This is interesting about the summer in St. Andrews, Barb. It never gets dark. My morning tea time, my early tea time in my on, on Thursday afternoon was 12.50. And I was one of the last people off in the field. I teed off at 4.50 on Friday that year. And I'll never forget walking up across the Swolkern Bridge after hitting my tee shot on 18. I hit driver, knocked it on the green, and looked up at the clock in St. Andrews there, and it said 8.55. It was five minutes to nine, and you and I could have played another 18 holes. It's just incredible. And consequently, they don't get much sun in the winter. It's a pretty gloomy, gloomy place over there in the winter. But, Barb, thanks for your email, and that's why St. Andrews and the European courses look like they do. Uh, the next email that I have is Janet from Ferguson. Jay, do I really need a 60-degree wedge? My husband tells me all the time, you have to go get a 60-degree wedge. I love, love, love my pitching wedge and don't have a 60-degree wedge. Tell me why I need one. Ooh, Barb, you know what? 
Uh, I don't want this to sound sexist, but I'm agreeing with your husband here, and you've got to go out and get yourself a 60-degree wedge. I'm not sure what kind of golf courses you're currently playing, but when you travel, when if you ever get an opportunity to go to Florida or go to any place, any sort of resort golf courses, you are going to encounter some, you could encounter and more than likely will encounter some really, really deep faced bunkers and some really, really elevated greens. And Barb, you need to be able to get that 60 degree wedge up in the air, hit it high and soft and get the ball to come down and not race all the way across the green. So get yourself a 60. If you don't want to get a 60, you can get a 58 degree wedge or you can get a 59 degree wedge. You can vary it just a little bit just because it'll make you feel better that it doesn't say 60 on it and practice it. One of the things you're going to find out, Janet, about that 60 degree wedge is you are going to be able to hit it so hard and the ball's just going to go higher. It's not going to go screaming further away from you like your four iron will compared to your five iron and things like that. So yes, get you a six, get yourself a 60 degree wedge, get out and try it and give yourself a little bit of time before you implement some of the shots while you're playing in a tournament or something, but get the 60 degree wedge. You'll, it'll probably wind up being one of your favorite clubs. Our next email comes from Terry from Collinsville, Illinois. Jay, I'm a five handicapper. Nice, Terry. Very good. And I hit my driver only about five yards further than my three wood, and it pisses me off. Both go about between 250 and 260 yards. Is there any way for me to stretch out a driver? And I also, and if maybe this will help you, but I also, Terry says, I also hit my driver very low. Terry, yes, there is a way. And I'm sure that is extremely frustrating to have a club that's three or four degrees less lofted and hit it the same as you do the shorter club. So, Terry, what you need to do is you stop hitting down on your driver. All the other clubs in your bag, the ball is being struck off of the ground. And so it needs to be hit down on. But Terry, you are hitting down on your driver instead of sweeping it up off the tee. So here's what you do. I'm assuming, Terry, you're a right-handed golfer. So we're going to move that ball way up towards the left heel in your stance. And I'm sure that's going to be uncomfortable for you because if you're hitting it that low, you've got to have the ball more towards the middle of your stance. So move that driver up towards your left heel. Let your hand stay a little behind the ball, Terry. It's going to feel extremely awkward, but you're going to get the sense straight away just by setting up that way that this next ball is going to go way up in the air. Now, is that the goal just to hit it high? It is not. What we're going to try to find out, Terry, is what kind of shaft do you have in your driver and is it correct for you and is it going to perform for you? And the only way to do that is to get the ball up in your stance and make sure that you sweep that ball off the tee instead of hitting down on it. So, Terry, when that ball launches off your driver face, it should launch higher automatically, straight away. It should go up in the air. And if you hit it correctly, Terry, it'll go high and it won't be spinning. It won't resemble your 60-degree wedge. It's going to be high with lots of spin. It'll go high and it'll it'll carry. And then when it gets to the ground, it'll have overspin on it and it'll bound. And you should get another 15 or 20 yards out of just the roll 
uh, Terry, when you hit that correctly. I'm really intrigued by this email, Terry. I really want you to reach back out to me, jay at jdelsongolf.com, and let me know if you were able to become successful with trying it because that is what the modern-day players do. And if you want an example, pull up Rory McIlroy on a YouTube video. He is the model. He's only about five foot seven, but he drives the ball miles and hits it so high with so much carry, and it's so impressive, and it kind of pisses me off a little bit because he hits his driver so well, and I'm jealous. So, Terry, give that a try and get back in touch with me and let me know how that goes for you. And our next and last question, wow, comes from John from Hot Springs, Arkansas. John, thanks for listening down there. Really appreciate you reaching out. John says, can you please help me and my bunker game? I am a 12 handicapper, but I am literally a 30 handicapper when I hit my ball into a greenside bunker. I avoid them like the plague. Anything will help. Well, John, you came to the right place. I can definitely help you with your bunker game. First of all, get yourself the most lofted wedge in your bag, and it better be something between 55 and 60 degrees, okay? Get that ball more towards the front of your stance, somewhere between, and again, I'm going to assume, John, that you're a right-handed golfer. Get yourself an, uh, set up with a ball somewhere between your left heel and the middle of your stance, okay? So it's not going to be pushed way, way forward on your left heel like your driver would be, but it's, go- it's not going to be played in the middle of your stance either. And then what you're going to do, John, is you're going to draw. Now, this is for practice. You can't do this in tournament. You cannot do this in competition by any means. But what you're going to do is draw a line about one and a half to two inches behind your ball. Listen to what I said, please. One and a half to two inches behind your ball. All right. You're going to leave your hands in a neutral position. So my guess is you're sculling and fatting these these uh, bunker shots, and it's probably because your hands are too far forward and the ball's too far back in your stance. I want your hands to be even with the ball. I don't want them way in front by any means, and I don't want them way behind. I want them even with the ball, and I want you to then remove the ball after you draw that line. And, John, I want you to make a series of practice swings, and I want you to try to take the back bouncy bottom part of your wedge. There's a flange on the very bottom of your wedge, and I want you to drill that part of the wedge into the sand on that line, okay? So you're going to take it back, and you're going to lift the club up slightly on the way back. That's going to give you a little lift on the ball as you come through the sand, and then you're going to strike the sand at that line with the back part of that wedge. You're going to keep the wedge going through the sand, right through where the ball will be when you put it back down. And the face of that wedge, John, this is crucially important, never gets dumped over. It always faces up. So as you hit the sand and that back part of the wedge hits that sand on the line, the face is pointing up. It cuts right through the sand, right where the ball is, hoist the ball up in the air. You continue through to your left side with the face staying open. Now, you do not need much lower body action at all. Just a minor, minor little pivot from right to left. Very, very minor. As we get closer to the green, folks, we want less 
lower body and more hands and arms. And this is a more of a hands and arms move, John. If you have any questions, email me, jay at jdelsongolf.com. But don't put the ball back in the sand until you're able to strike right down on that line that you draw that you drew in the sand. And John, the reason being is you need to understand how much sand is going to come out of the bunker with this shot. Some guys hit six inches behind it. Johnny Miller used to talk about five inches behind the ball. That's all baloney. You've got to hit two inches behind it or so. Keep the face open and keep that wedge moving through with your weight moving to your left side as you get finished. It is the easiest way to hit bunker shots but with I want you to do this John when you hit the when you're able to strike the back of the wedge the bouncy part of the wedge on that line put the ball back uh, in the sand draw a new line two inches behind it and then try and hit the shot to your target and when you're finished I want you to go right back to the sand John and see where that wedge did indeed strike the sand did you hit it on the line were you in front of the line were you behind the line if you're behind the line the ball didn't go far enough if you're in front of the line the ball probably went too far so John that is the way to do it you want use your leave your arms and wrists soft and supple let the club break up a little bit slam down on the line open face through the sand through the ball around to the left and you are going to master the sand shot the sand game it will be fantastic please john reach out to me and let me know what it's like folks keep these questions comments coming jay at jdelsongolf.com i appreciate them all that's going to wrap up the back nine but don't go anywhere pearly and i'll be back for the 19th hole brought to you by the loading dock in grafton illinois this is golf with jay delson Hey, this is Jay Delsing for SSM Health Physical Therapy. Our golf program has the same screening techniques and technology as the pros on the PGA Tour use. SSM Health Physical Therapy has the Titleist Performance Institute trained physical therapists that can perform the TPI screening on you as well as use the KVEST 3D motion capture system. Proper posture, alignment, etc. can help you keep your game right down the middle. We have 80 locations in the St. Louis area. Call 800-518-1626 or visit them on the web at SSMPhysicalTherapy.com. Your therapy, our passion. Folks, are you in the market for some additional protection for your ride? You need to call my friends at Vehicle Assurance. Their number is 866-341-9255. Sherry Fain is the owner and president, and she and her team are committed to helping you with your unexpected auto repair bills. They are committed to finding the right protection for you, your budget, and your family. They only work with the top vehicle service providers in the country. Get the protection and the peace of mind you deserve. That's Vehicle Assurance, 866-341-9255 for a free quote, 866 341-9255. Hey, do you like wine? Have you heard about the hottest new wine bar in St. Louis? 
It's called Wild Crush Wine Bar, and it's located in town and country on Clayton Road, just behind the Strops. Have you ever experienced self-dispensing wine machines? Well, they are here. The only place in St. Louis and most of Missouri that you'll find them, and it's at Wild Crush. You can choose your size of pour, and Wild Crush will pour the freshest wine in the area for you. The organic argon gas system used at Wild Crush keeps this wine pristinely fresh for up to 60 days. So if you're tired of drinking wine that's been open for a few days, come into Wild Crush for the best and freshest wine selection in the area. Go to wildcrushstl.com and come have one with us. I've been looking for over three years for the perfect place to be the official 19th hole of the Golf with Jay Delsing show, and the search is over. Please welcome the loading dock to the show. What a great place it is. It is located at the confluence of the Mississippi and Illinois rivers in beautiful Grafton, Illinois. Their patio is killer with seating for over 800, and every weekend the Loading Dock has the area's best live music. There's no reservations required, they have overnight lodging available, and they also have an ice skating rink in the winter months. And don't forget about the super cool Riverside Flea Market, which happens the fourth weekend of each month from April through October. If you're into antiques and collectibles, you gotta check it out. The Grafton Ferry runs directly from St. Charles County to within steps of our parking lot. Go check out the loading dock and say hello to my buddy Peter Allen. He is a great guy, good golfer, and a lover of the game. Call 618-556-7951 or visit them on the web at graftonloadingdock.com for more information on their live music schedule, the Riverside Flea Market, and more. The Loading Dock, the new official 19th hole of the Golf with Jay Delsing show. Hey everybody, Golf with Jay Delsing here. I'm Jay, Pearlie's with me, and we are headed to 19th hole. Pearl, go ahead and open one. 19th hole is brought to you by The Loading Dock in beautiful Grafton, Illinois. 618-556-7951. 7951 or visit them at graftonloadingdoc.com Sunday of the Open Championship. Going on today. Just awesome stuff. That little town of St. Andrews with the the jiggers in and all the different little stuff and then the the old hotel, the old course hotel and the Swilkern Bridge, the, the Sands Nakajima, the the round road hole bunker, John that looks like a a bunker that Adolf Hitler would have crawled into. I mean, it it is it is one of the most peculiar golf courses you're ever going to find. Okay, so here's the deal. Let me tell you the story. Playing 17, you got to hit it right over the corner of the hotel, and I piped a drive, hit a good drive down there. Now, you hit first of all, you're hitting over some storage sheds first. Then, it, in the distance, you hit it over the corner of the hotel, all of which have been peppered with golf balls. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. There's a little stone wall that goes along the right that uh, delineates the OB. All right. Pearl, the, the, the green sits up about four feet above ground level, and it's kind of like the shape of Oklahoma. Within that little corner is a road hole bunker that's deeper than I am tall and absolutely hell if you get in it. Now, if you go over, the green sits up. Over the green goes down about two steps. There's weeds about knee high. There's a cobblestone road back there. There's a wall, and in between the cobblestone roll wall, cobblestone road and the wall are train tracks. So I hit this beautiful little knockdown shot, and I'm waiting for all these people. There's thirty thousand people up there, 
applauding if you do anything. And I'm thinking, this is pure. And I hear this, and I'm like, what happened? My ball rolls over the back of the green and gets on the cobblestone road in one of the crevices. I've never seen this before. So I look at Irish John. I go, do I get a drop off here? He goes, I don't know. I doubt it. I go, well, I'm calling. We didn't have to call. We had a walking score with us, Pearl. I look at this guy. He's 80. He's five foot five, and he's wearing an extra large jacket. Okay, so he's got his blue blazer that's darn near a robe. And I said, sir, I, I have a situation back here. And he's, he comes back to me, doesn't say a word, puts his hands behind his back. I said, sir, my ball's on this road. Am I entitled to relief for this obstruction? He looks down, gets like real close to the ball, just kind of grunts, walks away. I looked at John, I go, what does that mean? He goes, I told you you didn't get a drop. (laughs) So Pearl, I hit a putter out of there. I had a put. I had no idea what to do. It was literally down in a crevice. I had a putter popped up, almost hit me in the head, and trickled. I made bogey. It was. I was glad to get out of there. I felt like I could be there forever. And then that was the same year that Tom Watson hit a bank shot. Tom hit his ball so far over the green that it went through the railroad track under the railroad tracks. He banked it off the wall back onto the green. Hit it, shot it into the wall, up over his head, and back onto the green. There's so many fantastic stories. I, I wanted to ask you one. You were talking before about restaurants and different places and buildings and hotels. Did you go to any of the famous pubs? Did you go have a, a, a beer? A, a, oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, Smoky Pearl. And, and I felt like as soon as you walked in, you had this big A on you for American. They knew you were American, you know. I, and you get some glares and things like that, but it, it was fun. I went out one night because we were traveling together with some Americans. Went out with Tommy Armour. And, you know, he dresses like he dresses like he's in the NBA. He's got this long Versace jacket on, you know, Pearl. He's got his he's up dressed in black. He looks like a hit man. And um, I looked at him and I'm like, T.A., every guy in the pub tonight is going to want to kick my ass because I'm with you because we just look like a bunch of ding dongs over there. And he's like, you know, he gives you that look like what? What are you talking about? And I'm like, and we sure enough, we went in there and we got stairs. You know, he had the the value of his clothes were more than most people were making in a year over there. That was a character. You you well, you knew you were up with something if you're going to go hang out with uh, Tom. Uh, that was only a, a night at dinner. I tried it the week before at the Scottish Open, and that was a gong show. So I left that I left that alone. But I love the British Open. I love watching some of the majors on TV, and I can't watch, can't wait to watch this finish today. I, I'm with you. I, I, I love the majors, and this might be the favorite one as far as watching uh, and, and interesting. Just just so much. I, one other thing we need to get to, I think, on, on playing, what about the driver? Apparently, you don't need to hit necessarily a ton of drivers out there. Is that the way you played it? or I hit a ton of drivers because, John, I felt like the golf course was wide open. Okay. I mean, I hit driver every day on 18 and hit it on the green two of the four days. I think I've wow. already did three of the three of the four days. I mean, wow. it played super, super easy, I thought. But then yeah. 17, you could fill your pants up. You know, you could just sit there and swing away and go, I hit the hotel, I hit the I hit the cart shed, I hit the sands of Nakajima, I hit the railroad track. You know, that's when I found out, John, do you know how many pints, how many shots of whiskey are in a fifth of whiskey? 18. 18. That's what I found out. So old Tom on his can. When he designed this last hole, he, he couldn't see anything. And that's why 18 is the way it is, because they just had to roll him up the fairway. He had to be 
splattered by the time he got to the to the road hole. Depending on the wind, that golf course is very dependent on the wind. Similar pearl, a very similar to Pebble Beach. If it blows, if it blows hard, the scores will be high. Pearl, if it's calm like it was these first last couple of days over there, the scores are going to be going to be fifteen to twenty two under par. Well, because I think the one thing that's changed through the years is at least some conditioning on the green. I'm not even sure about around the green, but I think the green, you can make more putts. It's a little smoother. It's a little better manicured. Am I right about that? Yeah, you are. And John, the other thing is because of the threat of heavy wind every single day, you are not going to be allowed to get the green speeds over 10 or 10 and a half. So they're extremely makeable. But, yeah. Pearl, there are some crazy-ass greens over there. Some of the designs are whack-a-doodle. Well, they're huge. They're a little crazy on the greens. And then just avoid those those crazy pot bunkers. Like you said, you could hit good shots in some cases thinking you avoided it, but all of a sudden come to realize it, it bounced 25 yards in the wrong direction and you're in some hole that you didn't even know was over there. Yep, yep. I think I only hit it in one fairway bunker all week. And I played well, there. Now, that was obviously a good week for me. Yeah, that yeah. was obviously a good week. Pearl, we're going to have to wrap up another show. Hey, Andy, Andy Koshner. Andy, you are this week's winner of the TP5 TaylorMade Golf Balls. Andy, reach out to Pearlie. You can uh, reach out to me, Jay, at jdelsongolf.com. Send Pearlie a sleeve of those balls. We, he's running out of golf balls. I'd appreciate that, Andy. That'd be awesome. We're going to wrap up another show. Thanks for being with me, and um, uh, it was fun. I enjoyed it, Jay. I'm looking forward to watching the finals of the British Open here, man. Absolutely. Can't wait. Enjoy the golf on Sunday and hit them straight, St. Louis. I want to tell you about a family-owned and operated golf business that's been right here in St. Louis for over 40 years. I'm talking about Pro-Am Golf Center. That's right, Pro-Am Golf Center. I know you know the name, but I'm not sure you know what they really have to offer. They have everything a seasoned golfer like myself could need, all the way down to what a beginner would want. Pro-Am Golf Center has the lowest price in the area for custom club fitting. I just went and visited CJ. He is terrific. If you call them now, mention my name, Jay Delson, you will receive a discount on that already low club fitting price. Their number is 314-647-8054. Ask for CJ. Or you can visit them at ProAmGolfUSA.com. That's ProAmGolfUSA.com. I've been looking for over three years for the perfect place to be the official 19th hole of the Golf with Jay Delsing show, and the search is over. Please welcome the loading dock to the show. What a great place it is. It is located at the confluence of the Mississippi and Illinois rivers in beautiful Grafton, Illinois. Their patio is killer with seating for over 800 and every weekend the loading dock has the area's best live music. There's no reservations required. They have overnight lodging available and they also have an ice skating rink in the winter months. And don't forget about the super cool Riverside flea market, which happens the fourth weekend of each month from April through October. If you're into antiques and collectibles, you gotta check it out. The Grafton Ferry runs directly from St. Charles County to within steps of our parking lot. Go check out the loading dock and say hello to my buddy, Peter Allen. He is a great guy, good golfer, and a lover of the game. Call 618-556-7951 or visit them on the web at graftonloadingdock.com for more information on their live music schedule, the Riverside Flea Market, and more. 
The Loading Dock, the new official 19th hole of the Golf with Jay Delsing show. Folks, do you need a new car, truck, or SUV? Then the Dean team of Kirkwood is the place for you to go. 314-966-0303 and go see Colin Burke. He just got me into a new SUV and I love it. Boy, did they make the experience painless and super, super easy. Most dealers don't have any cars in their lots, but at Dean team of Kirkwood, Colin has an entire parking lot full of new and used cars. You don't want a VW? That's no problem. They have Audis, BMWs, Mercedes, anything you want. Colin and the Dean team of Kirkwood will go get it if they don't have it. Call them at 314-966-0303 or go to DeanTeamVWKirkwood.com. The Dean Team, for all your car buying needs. This has been Golf with Jay Delsing. To learn more about Jay and the services he can provide any golfer, visit jdelsinggolf.com. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. It's crazy to think that a few weeks ago we were talking about whether or not Tua Tagovailoa should consider retiring after two concussions and worldwide debates on player safety and NFL culpability. Tua has done nothing but go back to work and currently has the Dolphins riding a three-game win streak and one loss behind the division favorite Buffalo Bills. While everyone was yapping about the end of his career, Tua Tagovailoa said he'll decide when it's time. And clearly, he's not ready to hang up the cleats. Hi, this is Chris Howard from the Plugged In with Chris Howard podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting up to the minute scores for every the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the MLB playoffs, the start of the NHL season, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.